I thought I was lost, but then I realized I was on an adventure finding myself. Before I get into this episode, I wanted to give you an update on Meredith Consulting. I'm going to let you in on something. Coaching right now is a secret weapon. It's a great time to position yourself to move forward and to find the joy in the journey. 2020 does not need to be a total wash. My current offerings include one-on-one coaching to help you work specifically on what you want to work on. Additionally, I've created some programs that might help you out. I have the Life Audit program, which is based off of the Finding Myself podcast, Episode 2. I've also created the SIGIT Goal Setting Method to help you look at goals, identify those goals, and crush those goals. I've also developed the Uncovering Your Passions. This is something that I've talked about on the podcast many times, and I've developed a program to help you identify those passions and really clarify what they are. Recently, I've created a program called Identifying and Overcoming an Obstacle. Too many times we let obstacles stop us dead in our tracks, but when we identify them, we can figure out strategies to overcome them. Please check out my website at meredithsiget.com for more information and also, more importantly, those monthly specials. You can also find more information in the show notes today. Welcome to the Finding Myself podcast, episode 39. This one, I got to tell you, is really important for me right now. I have a feeling this is this is going to be a therapy session for me, and if you need it to, that is great. This is perfect timing for what is going on right now for so many people in this country and this world. So today I have Tori Levine with me. Hey, Tori, how you doing? Hi, Meredith. I am doing well. How are you? I am good. Gosh, you have to be super busy right now because you are like the queen of momsiety, and so many of us are. We're um, we're having that right now. Huh. Yes. It is a big time for momsiety, for sure. Yes. Oh, gosh. But before we get into that, I want to tell our listeners how we know each other, because we've known each other for a while now. Um, So I just kind of wanted to go into that and about, like, who you are. Okay, yeah. So Tori and I go back six years at this point. I know. It's so hard to believe six years. It is. (laughs) We met at a local mommy's group, and we, with our first, so our oldest are around the same age, and we got together at a mommy's group, which, just to kind of relate things, uh, Rachel Strait, who's been on my podcast before, was also part of that mommy's group. So right, yes. I've had some great mommy friends and great mommy role models, I got to tell you, because there's some awesome women that were part of this group, and I'm so lucky for it. Me too. You are, you, I was the youngest mom in the group, as in the youngest child in the group, and I had all of you wonderful moms to look up to, just support me, and just give me ideas and make me feel like I was not 
the only person going through this baby phase alone. So, and definitely so many great mommy friends that now continue to be friends, which I'm so thankful for. Which it's funny that you bring up that you were the youngest because I was the oldest. And I always, I, I've brought that up before on the podcast of being the oldest and um, not feeling like I'm going to fit in, um, not feeling like we're, you know, kind of kind of mesh. Um, but it, it was a really interesting time and the women who came together and who are still friends and we just saw each other as resources. No one really picked up on age. I don't think anyone really knew I was the oldest. No, there was no age thing. And I, I definitely was not the youngest. Uh, I just meant Ruben was oh, okay. the youngest baby. Yeah, there were definitely. But there was never a an age issue at all. Everybody was the same. We were all the same. <laughs> yeah. And I guess we just shared this common time in our life and common struggles and that was the best thing about mommy's group was coming together no pretenses no I had to be something it was just be there and almost like let it all hang out if we needed to cry we cried if we needed to tell how frustrated we are we we said how frustrated we were. It was a really great experience to have so many women and to be so supportive during that time of life. Yes. Yeah. And I, you know, just to kind of, you know, Tori has always been good with suggestions and a good resource for baby stuff. But, um, Tori, and I I just did a Facebook Live and I I talked about you. You have been a mommy, but also a woman that I have looked up to. For me, you seem to have this can-do attitude. Meredith, you are so kind because that's exactly what I think of you. You're so impressive all that you do. Well, you, I mean, you started out right off the gate uh, not letting mommyhood kind of gets you down um, or to to paint you into a corner, you started doing things for you and finding a lifestyle and a way of, of fulfilling your needs, but also being mom. And you meshed two things together, which I thought was really awesome. So mommy's at the bar. Tell my listeners about that. Yes. So now it's very different with the second child to be able to do it all the same way but my first he just came with me everywhere and I felt the need to that mom support group really Mondays I looked forward to as was when our mom's group was and I wanted to continue that and I also wanted to to blend it with uh, some things that I had done in the past, which I was a ballet dancer and I was in the process of becoming a Pilates instructor so that I could have that time and split it like where I would have the me time for working out and working and then I would have the mom time for family. Uh, But I just realized that there was a need for more mom support groups and exercise is a great way to help your mood because it boosts all those endorphins. And so I kind of blended the two together 
and started teaching babies at the bar, mommy bar, and all locally. Then it became a online business as well as had instructors trained elsewhere. So more moms, because moms were asking me from all over the country and the world, like, is there an instructor near me? Um, Trying to get that supportive mom group with safe, healthy exercise where it's like gentle, good for your core, good for your pelvic floor as to not damage a new mom's healing body. That I think, like, that's what sticks with me is the core. Because definitely in dancing, you do strengthen that core, the posture, and get all those muscles back to where they should be. And I think that was such a great piece of that exercise. You know, we weren't trying to lose the weight, yes, but it was more important of how our body was functioning. Right. Just, it was about getting everything strong so that you weren't injuring yourself further by crawling around with the baby or once they were a toddler chasing after them. You know, you have to be strong in your core, both inside you for your muscles as well as your mind to keep up with the demands of motherhood. But I think it was a great message that you weren't trying to get everyone back to the size two that they were before they had a baby. It wasn't about the outside. It was truly about that inside. It was just about Mm -hmm. a healthy body to allow you to, to keep doing with your child and, and just be safe and healthy about it. So that I think was a really neat message of just, you know, being the best that you could be physically not that you had to fit a, a physical mold after having right. your baby. Yes. So so that was really neat. But that really has kind of taken you on this journey now because what you started doing has grown with you and your family and the experiences that you're having. So you've created this Momsiety Club. Tell us like all about it. Well, uh, it is somewhat new, somewhat old, as you yeah. said. It has it has evolved, and it's really the the core values of it are supporting new moms, moms of any age, child, really, because you're most likely as a mom there will be something for you to be anxious about, and supporting you through that, teaching you ways to. Like with everything you do, Meredith, your mindset as a different way of looking at it, giving you tips and tricks on how to get out of like that negative uh, mood if you're in that, saying you're not the only one who's going through this. There are moms next door. There are moms across the world who are feeling the same thing as you. They just might, might not be willing to talk about it yet. And the real... Uh, message that I'm trying to spread to the world is that new moms, it's rough, it's hard, but you are not alone. Others have been in the same places you are. Others are in the same mental places, you know, isolated places that you are. And when we start talking about it and supporting each other, that is what really moves us all forward and makes us the best moms we can be. Yeah. When I first saw the 
the momsiety, I was like, hold on a minute. What's that? I like it made sense to me, but I had never seen that word before. I actually looked it up. <laughs> uh, I know. I looked it up and um, I went back to that definition for this um, this episode. And so Urban Dictionary, of course, that's where you're going to find it. Right. And Urban Dictionary says when your anxiety level rises because you are worried about every aspect of your child's life. I was like, wow. Okay. Now, I don't, I don't know if I subscribe to every aspect of my child's <laughs> life. I like, so there's a author that has a book, Momsiety. She also does a blog and she um, has a podcast that she does with a co-host, Kim Williams. The author is Jen Westby or Westby. Um, she has the definition where anxiety and motherhood collide. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of, of motherhood to be anxious about, um, but it's not always my every aspect of my child's life. Some of it has to do with me as being a mom. Am I the, doing the right thing? Am I making the right decision? Right. I would say that is where the idea for a lot of this came. And I cannot take credit for the name, (laughs) my, what originally she was going to be my co-host for the podcast. It was something we built together. Uh, Carrie, she just, as we were brainstorming things, she said, what about momsiety? Like just throwing things together. And then from there we ran it to have like this club, everything. So that we're, we're where the cool kids of the moms hang out and get to chat about, you know, all the silly, crazy things that go through our minds. Well, I have, I've loved the group and, you know, I, I don't fit the new mom, but I am new to certain things. And I think that's, what's great is, you know, there are women at different stages of motherhood and different stages with their kids. And we can help each other through that newness. Right. There's always going to be something new with a phase of your child's life and with a new phase for motherhood. But there's always those central recurrent themes, a lot of which have to do with the anxieties of what you are doing as a mom that keep coming out and popping out again and we can all help each other through that yeah I think it was maybe a month ago at this point I did a a video on the the Facebook group and it was just in the moment I was having some feelings about my son and his speech concerns and I just knew I need to get it out of my brain and I knew where to go and to just put out where my anxieties and my concerns and my worries were and and how I was feeling and I knew I could go to the group and just put it out there and I was going to be met with support and care and maybe some suggestions and recommendations too. So it was a really great resource in that moment with moms that I knew that were going to get it. Right. We 
all get it. And that I think is some of, is some of the greatest part of the group and the community that is built there and continues to be built is that we stay there because we know this is a safe place to come and we can share all those things that we might not want to go and tell our best friend because maybe your best friend isn't going through the same thing right now. You know, that's another whole nother topic with, um, friendships as a mother. Yeah. Uh, but in this group, we know, even though these people might be in different states or across the country, they're going to understand they've felt it and it's safe for me to come here and speak my truth. Yeah. Cause it, like in my situation, one, I don't live near my family Two, my older sister has teenagers. My younger sister doesn't have any kids and my mom hasn't had kids for a while now. <laughs> so to go to my family for advice, suggestions, or just the shoulder of understanding, it's it's difficult. They're just not there in that same time to understand sending your four-year-old back to daycare during COVID. Right. <laughs> And, and no no fault of their own, but it's just not the same. So it is so nice to have this collection of women who get it. And, and maybe not everyone is in my situation, but there's enough people in the community to kind of lend that support or say, yeah, I went through that and this is how I got through it. So that's been really nice. Well, yes, thank you. And we love having you there. Yeah. And it was really neat. So recently... You made the group a membership group. So now it's private and it's an opportunity to share more. And there's, I, I got to tell you, you've got to give the, um, the description of what the membership group is. Because every time I turn around, there seems to be more and more and more. <laughs> well, I want to provide that value for you, for all the moms. And really... The central idea is that support community, but along with that and what has built from my other business is that exercise as part of being mentally healthy and having that physical fitness to keep up with your family. Uh, I, I have not done anything with my second child, completely different my body is not back to what it was. I am, and not anything physical appearance. I'm just talking about strength. Okay. Right. So the core value that I really want to bring from the Mom Society Club is that supportive community. And then on top of that, I know how much the physical exercise is important to our own mental health. My background is in psychology as well as movement. I know from my own life that dancing really, really helped get rid of a lot of anxieties. And as those opportunities go away, I need to find different ways to add that back into my life. Which, and that's why I'm... You know what's funny? I, I decided to interrupt you. I have been in the car with my husband and, and we'll put music on and we found a new music station on Sirius that I'm loving and I'm in the car and I'm dancing and I'm having fun and I'm like, I need to turn music on more and dance I need for 
physical fitness aspects, but the endorphins, the just happy aspect of things to get your body moving. I say it flips your mind. It is. And it's something that I, when I was really in postpartum anxiety, I didn't do. There was not a lot of stuff going on. And I'm like, why am I not doing this? Yeah. I, I need to turn the the music on and just start dancing. Find that one song. That's what I like. Mine is the safety dance by Men and Hats. Or right. Wearing hats. <laughs> Who is it? That is my absolute. If I am like cannot get out of my head, yes, <laughs> we're dancing. Yeah, we're here. dancing now. <laughs> <laughs> that is. I just say play. You know, Alexa, play the safety dance, <laughs> and we just jam out for a couple sessions, a couple minutes, and. It's amazing how that just flips you. It does. And I like that is really we need to find that thing that just flips us, that puts us into that positive mode, that energizes us, that gives us back some of that joy that makes us smile. Um, And finding whatever that is, is awesome. And I thank you. Thank you for, I knew this was going to be therapy and you're just bringing this up for me that I need to have like, what is it? The random dance breaks in my day because I really need that right now. And also I know that you are offer or like in the membership group, you have the exercise videos. Yeah. So that is part of it. We, we, I offer the live like mom sessions, if anybody needs something to come to and they can't get out, obviously right now, nobody's going really to mom's groups. Um, but just so you can have somebody an hour a week to see somebody's face and chat with them. In addition to uh, the messages that we can send each other on our, in our group. And that once a week we do a live class together. And if you can't make it, I put the replay up generally by that evening and then in the membership site itself there's a backlog of archives of babies at the bar mommy bar prenatal postnatal classes and I'm just so happy to have it all there so people can get to it in one place use it and kind of just give themselves a little break and strengthen their bodies and minds and I think it's also you helped educate me on my body postpartum when you talked about the core and that area that I won't know how to say its name. Yeah, yes. I, you're, yeah, these are all things. There's so many things in my brain right now. <laughs> I can like leave out whole entire chunks of things, <laughs> which is the exercise is aimed at being safe for a new mom, as well as supporting you throughout the rest of your life. Because once you're postpartum, you're always postpartum with your body. And it's healing your pelvic floor, healing your core. And what you're referring to is the diastasis recti, which is the separation of the abdominal muscles. And so yeah, I'm I glad I didn't totally, try that. Try to say I that can, it wouldn't come out. <laughs> I can totally geek out about all this stuff. (laughs) It's just, I'm very passionate about that as well, because I want to say for a while in mommy 
culture. It's like, oh, well, if you're jumping on a trampoline, you're going to have leaks and you're going to do that. And that's just normal. That's what being a mom is. But no, if we really work on our, uh, these teeny tiny little muscles, which are all the things from dancing that I know about and that I like to also men can do it too. I yell at my husband about it all the time. I'm like, you don't have to go lift, do all these huge weights. Just do these little teeny tiny things, which you can do when you're sitting at your desk, when you're making dinner. I do it all the time when I'm like standing at the counter, just squeezing your core, engaging your pelvic floor. And just those 10 seconds here and there and throughout the day really go a long way to supporting you not having lower back pain, not having incontinence issues. And it just goes on. It gets better and better the more you do it. Yeah. And see, see, Tori, you are like uh, just a wealth of knowledge and inspiration because you go from the mindset to the physical body to the tips and tricks and then bringing the group together for support. There's so much in this mom's anxiety club. It's so awesome. You actually have a podcast too. Yes. And thank you for all the wonderful things you've said. I really am honored that you are saying such things and you feel this way. Um, yes, the, the podcast came from, I loved podcasts since I started Babies at the Bar five years ago. I loved that connection and like you say, you, you have your friend talking to you in your ear when you can't really go out for a friendly cup of coffee or pick up the phone and call. And I didn't know I, need, I wanted to do that for new moms because I, there are other mom podcasts. There just weren't any that I resonated with. Mm-hmm. And I then with my postpartum anxiety with my second child, it hit me so much harder. And it was actually with Carrie, who was going to be the co-host, Right. we were going through the same things and just kind of seeing each other's social media. And she would post these stories of what she was going through. And I'm like, oh my God, that's, that's me right now. And one day it just dawned on me like, we need to do a podcast. We need to get into new mom's ears because that's what I needed when I was stuck holding my baby for three hours to get him to sleep, you know, and I couldn't do anything. I needed that friendly person in my ear saying, oh yeah, that's happening to me too. Like, you're still doing a great job. This is, this is normal. You'll get through it with like, sleeping, but this is not normal. These like negative thoughts you're having, you should seek help. Um, those types of things. I just wanted to be able to get into the ears of new moms for free so that it wasn't an obstacle, um, for them to join anything that they could just say, Oh, here's my resource. It's free. It's from people who understand mental health, my background in mental health, and Carrie is a counselor. So just kind of throwing our brains together and forming this to help others 
that's that's really where it came from. Yeah, and I I started listening to podcasts when I was a mom too, and I felt like some of the podcasts I was listening to was just for pure entertainment, and it made me laugh, and I did feel like I was kind of in a conversation with someone, you know, hearing their stories, um, or they were sharing information with me in a personal way almost. You know, I got to know these people who were on the podcast and uh, I I liked it because I could do it. Like I, the the most time or the most uh, favorite time that I would listen to podcasts was at night when I was doing dishes and making lunches and bottles Mm -hmm. for the next day. Since that task would take me one to two hours, I would just sit there and kind of be in my own head listening to these conversations and feeling like I had a connection with someone and I wasn't isolated or I wasn't alone. So podcasting, you know, in a mommy sense is really smart to keep that connection and to get tips and tricks and also just not feel alone. Right. I I love that. Yes, it did. It did take me out of that isolation. And that is the goal. Like say, you can have somebody there and while you're listening to it go, oh, yep. Oh, yeah, that just happened to me. Oh, yeah, that's hysterical. Like that happened to me last night or, oh, I've been there. So it's just kind of that reinforcement and taking you out of that isolation, really. All right. So we're going to get into it. What are some of the (laughs) top tips for momsiety? I think we've already actually talked about one, and that's exercise. One, it's going to help you physically. It's going to help you mentally. It's going to put you in a good space. You're getting those endorphins. So exercise is going to make you just feel better about yourself and just feel better uh, in life, more positive mindset. Right. It's definitely that mindset um, boost from the endorphins. And then going along with that, it's the mindset. We have to learn our triggers. Yeah. Or at least being able to say, oh, I've been in a bad mood all day. Or my brain will not stop worrying about things. And I can, I'm not engaging with my child or I'm not engaging with my significant other right now and recognizing that trigger and then doing what helps you. Journaling helps people. Just getting those things out of your head helps people. I like to, my husband is my sounding board uh, when he's home, <laughs> when he's yeah. not home, then I just write, make a huge list and I'm like, okay, then I'm better. Uh, the... I love really inspirational and motivational quotes. That's something we have in common. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That was, I love when you would post them all the time on your social media. I mean, you still do um, because that's great. And I, your circle of positivity, is that right? Right. And that's hard. We think that we can't do that as a, especially as a new mom, we're isolated. We don't have anybody around us or we're in quarantine. We don't have anybody around us. We can't have these positive people, but yes, you can. You were the one who said, find those people on social media mm-hmm. for a lot of time. Social media can be so negative, you know, curate your own social media. I have 
a bazillion different Instagram accounts that I go back and forth on, depending on what I want to see. Like if I want to see friends, kids, if I want to see friends out traveling, if I want to see inspirational, motivational things, if I want to see all mom-centered, all Pilates-centered, you know, kind of curating that for yourself. And it does take time to set up. It's not like you're going to be in a mom's anxiety moment and go, oh, I'm going to do this whole list <laughs> of things. Um, but that, on that same topic, it's really realizing and acknowledging that you are not superwoman. Yes. No one is perfect. And if you are seeing that stuff on social media, taking it with a grain of salt and saying, okay, this is one second of their life. I might have that one second and somebody else might envy me for that in the future. But right now I'm not having that one second. And I'm sure this person who I'm looking at their social media of has had those other crazy hectic moments that I'm going through right now. Yeah. Now, I, you're kind of reminding me of, I was taking a selfie of the family at a, at the Hershey Gardens, actually. And so we're all set up and we looked nice that day because we had planned on taking pictures. And all of a sudden, my son sticks his hand in my face and pushes me away. And that's when the, the flash goes. Oh, that's perfect. So I, I and it, yeah, I keep this picture because it, it it really just, it makes me laugh because my right. face is smushed and it's just the funniest thing because I got it right at the best second to see what real life is like. Yes. You can try to pose, you can try to look great, but it, it'll only last so long and that's okay. And this picture to me is probably worth more than those perfectly posed pictures. Right. I love the real life, real honesty photos. Even if you don't share them with anybody just to have in a photo album at home, yeah. because that's what really brings back those feelings and those emotions from that time period of your life. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the ones with the babies that you're trying to get all looking nice. And then all of a sudden you've got the drool <laughs> dripping from their chin. <laughs> it's like, of course, I had to get it right then. But it, I was, it's real. Sorry, this is off topic. But I wished when Ruben was a newborn, we were taking our photographs and he peed everywhere. And it was one of the naked photo shoot sessions. I wish she had taken pictures because we were behind him and it was just like our faces. And I was like, I wish you got those pictures because that would be, that would be on the mantle. Yes, that would be. Those are those unique pictures of what really happened at those times. Right. So, huh. okay. So then out of this, we got to cherish the chaos and the crazy and find the joy in it. Yes. You know, I... when things don't go right, we can laugh at it and we can say, this is my family and this is my life. And and that's fun and okay. That's right. It is okay. I am partially because of you. I think you are such a great model of this and I've seen what it has done for you, but it's also other things I've I've read too, but it's that coming from a place of gratitude it's so easy to get stuck in that negativity 
and go down those spirals, I call them. But when you just take a second, take a deep breath, like recenter yourself and go, oh, this is complete and utter chaos right now. But it brings me so much joy. Like, I am thankful for this, even though I feel like I'm being overtouched and I'm going crazy and I just want to go sit by myself. I am so thankful for this right now. Yeah. It's when you have to take that breath and go, (laughs) okay, so I've got poop on my right elbow. I've got pee all over my legs. But you know what? These are going to be the stories in the future. (laughs) (laughs) And I only use that example because every mom has been in that position where they're pooped and peed on. Dads, there are dads out there who have been in those situations. Others just get to miss that joy. So we've come up with some strategies with that momsiety, and I think there's a few other nuggets that have been tossed in there. Um, but I wanted to kind of bring this to the the recent events and the recent craziness that's going on right now, and essentially that's COVID and sending the kids back to school. I that has sent my momsiety up so high. Everything that we have to do to keep the kids safe, the new school regulations, all the supplies that they need, which day is your child going because in where my child goes, it's the hybrid, so she's there for 2 days out of the week. Um, you know, some are going back. I do know people who are going back full time face to face. And then some that are doing 100% virtual all have their own challenges, their own pros, their own cons. But I think, you know, they're providing anxiety for everyone. For everything right now, because I was anxiety is the fear of the unknown and the worry about the future and what better time not really but to show what anxiety is like if no one has ever experienced before there's things are constantly changing what we say today could be different tomorrow what we're saying tomorrow could be different from it's definitely different from three months ago so the that and then again that's where like the trying to recenter yourself and just take a breath and get out from that worry because we can't control it right we want to control it to to soothe ourselves yes i am very much a control freak uh but the acceptance of Actually, I just saw a quote earlier today. Trust your future self to take care of future problems. Ooh, I like that. Yes. Yeah. So. I agree with you about the whole control. I'm a, you know, type A personality planner, you know, so I do have that. I don't want to call myself a control freak. Others might. Um, but You have those tendencies. Yes. Ten- there we go. I'll call it tendencies. And right now, there, there's a lot that are, is out of my control. So I'm trying to look at what is in my control. 
and trying to set myself and my child up for success based on what we do have control over. Have we practiced mask wearing? Yes. Have we made sure that there is an extra mask in the backpack so if anything happens? Do we make sure that our masks fit and are comfortable so that she will want to wear a mask? Um, do we have enough supplies so that she will not need to get or share in extras in case something happens? We're all good there. Uh, we've, you know, talked with her because uh, she is going to a new school this year, too. So talking with that her about some, yeah. yeah, what to expect, what the schedule's like. Uh, you know, talked about the names so she feels familiar with the names and the adults that she's going to see. Uh, we weren't, probably much like many others, we weren't able to do a tour of the school or an orientation because of COVID and just bringing people together. But we went to the playground and checked out the playground and we got to see actually where her room is from the outside just again so she had some familiarity these were things that i could control to help myself feel better right and to help her feel better yes um and it's interesting with the kids too right now now some kids may be a little bit more anxious but I think as adults, we forget how resilient yes. kids are and how it, if it's brand new to your daughter, she doesn't know any different. That's a lot of the things are, it was like, well, is it a benefit or is it a, um, is it a pro or is it a con of kids entering kindergarten this year or entering, you know, a new school because they might not know any different. I've actually thought about that point and it is us as adults who know what it should look like that is putting that emphasis on it instead of appreciating what it is and just accepting it for what it is we're putting the dark cloud over it. So I, I've had to change my mindset to just, I'm accepting it, this is first grade for you. Right. Th this is what school is. And if it changes down the road, we'll work with it. Mm -hmm. um, but this is, this is how it is. And we're excited, just like she would be any other year. Yes. Definitely. And Ruben knows we know it's better for him to be back in person, small enough class size. He goes, I don't really like wearing masks, but I know I have to wear it. Like, I know I have to do it. He's so excited. Not really. These new things, changes aren't really going to. They're not affecting his outlook on things yeah it is what it's it's going to be what it is and he's a good go with the flow person so. yeah see I have a kiddo who is doing fine the oldest is doing fine and and just the what I would expect the normal um hesitance or nerves to be in starting a new school and a new classroom um and my youngest he, 
he sees the anxiety. The change is a little bit difficult, but he's not verbal enough to uh, talk about it, but we see it in his behaviors. Mm-hmm. So we're, you know, working and he works through it. It doesn't stick with him, but we we can see the little bit of the ups and downs as things change. So I, I have to be mindful for him and we'll probably have a little transition period in getting him back into school. Um, so I've got kind of two kids, two personalities that it helps because I I see two I see both sides of the coin. Right. And as that brings up, I haven't been thinking about it just this past week because there are many changes we're having to do because of everything with uh, sitters. And now the 18-month-old has had his brother home with him for six months. And what's going to happen on Tuesday? And we are going to then sitters going to change again. And I am worried about that. <laughs> yeah. Which on, I was on your podcast a little earlier in the month. And one of the things that I brought up to help ourselves as parents, but then also the kids is routine and creating that new routine, talking about it ahead of time. And I, you know, have been doing a lot to prepare both of my kids uh, so that they know what the new routine is and that they're feeling that they are prepared for when those changes come and what are those things that they can rely on that are the same and what are the things that are going to be different. And that really has helped with the kids. It's also helped with me and my anxieties. Routine is something that I can control by creating it. Right. Yeah. Implementing it sometimes isn't always control based, but creating the routine and then being able to adjust the routine as things come up or change. So we can be a a bit flexible, but we know what our morning routine is. We know what our after school routine is or during school time. So that uh, has really helped me and helped the kids as we're dealing with all of these new things. Yes, and thank you for bringing that up. You were a wealth of knowledge uh, on that episode. So that was a wonderful thing all about preparing yourself as well as your children for these changes that are coming and how to kind of make it normal and not exacerbate those anxieties. Yeah, and to be honest, just to share with you, because I have had people – contact me and give me some feedback on that episode and the number one thing that people were commenting on was the concept that whatever you choose to do with your children during this time is right you do not need to feel shame or embarrassment or that you're making the wrong decision because the Smiths down the street made a different decision than you. You need to be comfortable and confident in whatever decision that you make for your child and your family because that's the right way to make the decision. Yes. And quite a few people said they needed to hear that. They needed to, to hear that it, it was just okay, that they didn't have to take a poll of what everyone else was doing. It didn't matter what grandparents said or next door neighbor or best friend. Whatever was right for my family, that's what sticks. 
Right. And that, again, you were a wealth of knowledge. And that was an amazing point that I also, you've heard feedback, which I'm so happy about. But yes, everyone has told me that that is their so far favorite episode. Episode number two. Yes, two. Woo! <laughs> Yay! Well, as you can see, you and I do some great talking back and forth. It shows yes. that, you know, we have a good friendship and a good respect for each other. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Tori, we probably can come up with a few other episodes to have you back on the podcast because I think you've got a lot to share. Um, but will you tell my listeners where they can find you and find the uh, Momsiety Club? Yes, thank you. You can find me on social media at Momsiety Club, and it's M-O-M-X-I-E-T-Y Club, and MomsietyClub.com. And if it would be okay, Meredith, I could make up, I have a little download um, downloadable sheet that your listeners could get with the tips for managing momsiety. Perfect. Um, and you can find that on momsietyclub.com, and then you'll have access to that and just kind of learn all the other things that we were chatting about, a lot of little freebies there. Awesome. Thank you, Tori. I appreciate that. Well, well great. Thank you. I do, you know, suggest checking out her podcast, not just because I was on it, but some really <laughs> great tips, um, really great guests. Also, you know, to check her out with Instagram, because again, this, if you're in that time of life, if you are a mom or you know a mom, this is a great way to include some good information and good support in your circle of positivity. So thank you, Tori, for being such a great part of that circle of positivity. Thank you. And thank you for being part of mine. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to sign off now and say goodbye to my listeners. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to Finding Myself. If you like what you heard, please leave a review. If you have a question or a suggestion, feel free to email me at findingmyselfpodcast at gmail.com. I also invite you to be part of our Finding Myself community on Facebook. There you will have access to more resources, more suggestions, more information, and the opportunity to be part of discussions. Please meet us back here next time.